0: Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. And on this week's episode, uh, Aaron Gerke and Kevin Bender are engaging in conversation about Ephesians chapter 5 and what that means for the practicality of how we live as the light in this world. We hope you enjoy it. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Pastor Aaron. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Drink up. You know what I noticed? What's that? We almost matched today. Mm. I mean, at least our pants. Uh Uh-huh. And you got, like, the checkered shirt. Those of you, now, those of you just listening on audio are like, man, I wish I were watching on video. what are they wearing? And those of you watching on video are like, man, I better switch to audio. (laughs) (laughs) I can't handle this. Aaron, you and I have a long history of matching. We do. I wonder what's behind that. Great wives? Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. (laughs) My, uh... No, my, I was going to say my wife sets out my clothes for me each night for what I should wear in the morning, but that's, that, that, that's not true. That's not true. I am solely responsible for what I wear.
1: Nice. I will say this about my wardrobe choices. I choose my socks in the dark every morning. Is that right? And so I have no idea what they are. And okay. based on their color determines the rest of the outfit.
0: Well, how do you know what what color the rest of the stuff is if you don't know what color the socks are. Well, I don't get dressed in the
1: dark, so I take all my stuff from the dark room that I wake up in, go across the hallway to
0: the lit up room where the rest of my clothes are. I I could
1: store all my clothes in there. I don't know why I haven't done that, but I I like the surprise. This
0: sounds like a fun way to get dressed in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you walk in the next room, the darkness is exposed to
1: the light. See what, my, see what color my
0: socks are? Oh, uh, man. That is what light does, doesn't it? It exposes mm. the darkness. It does. How about that for our transition? I thought it was pretty smooth. That was pretty smooth. It wasn't awkward at all. We just It's getting right. awkward by the <laughs> <a> second, <though. laughs> no. The more we talk about our awkward transitions, the more awkward they get. <laughs> no, hey, so this weekend we're looking at Ephesians chapter five at our church. And I mean, people may be listening to this at some point in the future. So it doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to tie to that, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have been working our way through the book of Ephesians in a preaching, uh, sermon series. And you just got done preaching on Ephesians chapter five, um, which has a variety of different things in it, a whole lot of stuff. Um, and the the place that you chose to zero in is in this idea of light and darkness, which uh, I mean, that's an image that's all throughout the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's all throughout film and movies, and I don't know. What do you? Why do you think it's such a poignant image for? I don't know, good and evil, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think you're right.
1: It is. Uh, everywhere it's pervasive this image of light and darkness i'm glad you took it even outside the context of the bible because you're right movies uh books right uh they all will draw on that imagery uh oftentimes i think because it's it's just so prevalent to the every day right you wake up maybe it's dark maybe it's light but that it impacts your day right so like i mean up here there's a lot of darkness in the winter time yes and but lately it's been super sunny right and that has directly impacted my life yeah. over the last few days. You know, I, when it's sunny out, <laughs> when I'm in the light, uh, when it's shining on me, oh, my mood's better.
0: For sure. You know? Yeah. And I I think I've even heard it said that um, darkness, darkness is really just the absence of light. Uh, you know, sort of uh, like they say that cold as the absence of heat. Okay. I haven't heard that. Um, yeah, you that's didn't, a, that's, that's f- a UP one. No, that's <laughs> physics 101. Oh, I, was, I didn't listen to that. <laughs> at, at least I think it was physics. Maybe I think light is the the same sort of branch of science, but uh-huh. uh, I, I think that that's true, that, that darkness is the absence of light. And I mean, if you think about, I mean, I was thinking even in the very beginning of the scriptures that um that it was darkness darkness covered the face of the the deep and God inserted light mm. you know? so God, God spoke light into existence day one yeah that's cool right and so um so we get this Ephesians language about uh, light exposing the darkness um and and Paul Paul lists uh, a variety of things sinful behavior that kind of needs to get exposed or that we as Christians who are in the light need to flee from do you want to do you want to just go through that real quickly again some of that maybe some of the stuff that you don't you know re-preach the sermon but I think Mm -hmm. it's good to hear again uh some of that stuff that the Ephesians were dealing with and some of the things that I mean frankly it's the same stuff we deal with today
1: oh totally And and I'll make two kind of overarching comments before diving into it um because Paul, Paul, it's subtle in the text. Like when you read it, when you read this section, it is kind of long <laughs> and sometimes long-winded. When you're dealing with Paul, right? So sometimes these things fly over your head. Um, but Paul makes a couple really big comments in this section about the light and the darkness. Um, so those two comments, I'll just, I'll just say now, is uh, he's going to say he's going to make a comment about the condition of humanity. One, and then two, he's going to say. Um, uh, he's going to make a comment about kind of the condition of even sinful activities when a Christ comes to them, when he exposes them. Okay. Okay. So he's going to make a big comment about human condition and then about, uh, the kind of the manifestation of that condition, uh, as well. Okay. So, so run through that list for the Ephesians, right? They're living in this, uh, metropolitan, huge metropolitan area. I mean, think New York, think, Hollywood think, you know, uh, yeah, West coast, East coast, massive uh, population, massive influx of culture. Uh, so Ephesus was a harbor town. Um, it had one of the seven wonders of the world, the temple of Artemis. Uh, and so you have all these different ideologies, philosophies, and different people bringing in these different ideas where these Christians are living. Right. Okay. So, so Paul's writing to these Christians in Ephesus. A mixed congregation sometimes we dumb it down to jew and gentile right which is true i mean it right. was a congregation of jews and gentiles but that gentile term is much more broad than the jew language right, right? right. so gentiles i mean uh, there's all sorts of people you know phoenicians and uh i don't know italians sicilians i'm just making up words <laughs> at this point it was a mix well right? it was also old and, and i mean intergenerational congregation right men and women, slaves and free. Yep. So all that kind of comes into play. Um, so you get all these different people and uh, but they're in this church, so they're being guided by a true light, yep. true wisdom, Christ. But each day as they step out into their world, they kind of got to deal with what the rest of the world is saying right. you know And this is so when it comes to like worshiping Artemis, right This is the deity, the Greek God, goddess, Artemis. Uh, where the t- the temple was built for that temple of Artemis, that wonder of the world. So, yeah. uh, you got a huge population. It, according to one of the uh, contemporaries of the time, Pausanias, this Greek goddess um, Artemis was the most worshipped goddess in all devotional life in the entire Mediterranean world. Right. So, I mean, depending on who you're talking to, they're going to talk as if, hey, like. You know, uh, you've been over the temple lately. Right, Are you, right. uh, have you You know, done your sacrifices to this God? Right. Oh, you know, things aren't, you know, like you're, you're not having a, a success in childbearing. Well, you should probably go over to the temple of Artemis. Right. Cause she's the
0: goddess of fertility. Right. Well, and I, if I remember my history correctly too, um, in in that, that world as well, like when Paul is talking about not eating food sacrificed to idols, you know, there were, um, there were big big festivals that were held in, in honor of these gods and goddesses, like, Mm -hmm. um, offering food sacrificed to them in order to earn their favor and stuff. And so that's, I mean, you imagine, I mean, it's a huge, like cultural thing. So people's family and friends are going to these things. Maybe some people like actually believed in Artemis, some others, I bet if it's anything like today are probably just apathetic and they want to go to the party and have food and you know and and so the christians are wondering like well all of our friends are there can we just can we go there and like just hang out not worship the god like Mm -hmm. i mean it's that practical you know totally and so you know paul's paul warns them about the the dangers of that kind of stuff and i don't think that was in this section per se but i mean all of that is Mm -hmm. on the table for what they're dealing with, and yeah, I think there's some similarity. I,
1: I, I'm trying to think where exactly in, in Scripture it might be in Corinthians that you're drawing from some of those passages. But right. there's a lot of overlap between the Corinthian world because that was also harbor town, yeah, yeah, yeah. prosperous, lots of you know cultural yep. influence. Yep. But yeah, you're exactly right. So <laughs> these guys are stepping out. It's kind of like, hey, you know, the world's doing all this stuff. Yep. Maybe it's not such a big deal if I do it too. You know, if I, you know, and I. This is where it gets a little complex, right? Because I think there is some truth to that, right? Like, if you know what your foundation is, if you know who you're grounded in, that's kind of the whole point. Like, then you can go out, you can be around the stuff. It's not like you're, you're become ascetic, right? you know, you don't leave civilization to go have your own hideout. Right, right. You're in the world, but you know you can see through kind of the lies or at least, you know, and this was the whole lighthouse talk, right. in the sermon of there's dangers underneath the waters, right? Right. There's rocks, there's reefs in our world. You know, some of this stuff, it's not like it's inherently evil, you know, go watch Disney movies. I love Disney movies. Right. Frozen's a great one. Right. Moana. But see, I talked to some kids at the seminary, lived a few houses down from, um, Africa and their parents don't let them watch Moana. Okay. Um, yeah, or, or Frozen. I can't remember which one it was, actually. <laughs> okay. But but see, they were being thoughtful about that because in their culture, there's a big belief in magic oh. and in ancestral worship. And that's part of that. You know, in Moana, yeah. her grandmother passes okay. and
0: uh, it becomes a stingray or something. I never saw it, Kevin. But you sound like an <laughs> expert on Disney films. Uh,
1: I will go toe-to-toe <laughs> with anyone on some Disney trivia. <laughs> for sure. Except my wife. Molly's... I thought I was better at singing all the songs. Yeah. She knows them better than I do. That's all right. She got the lyrics down. Wow. See, so, so, but you can watch this stuff and it's fine if you kind of are filtering it through the knowledge you have. Yeah. Right. But if you're not careful about that, that's where the sweeping language, you can get swept away. Right. This is the waves that Paul talks about in chapter right.
0: four, 14, to and fro. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Did I tell you about the time that I was getting swept out to sea? literally Mm -mm. no (laughs) so it was just a couple of years ago uh two years ago something like that we were we took a family vacation uh to southern california and we were uh we were at the beach and in the ocean and i've swam in the ocean a number of times throughout my life this was not my first time um but i wanted to you know the waves are the waves are huge you know and i wanted to go uh boogie boarding so we had these boogie boards oh, yeah. and uh so so I went out there and everybody else just stayed on the wanted to stay on the beach and so I was just having the time of my life and I came back in and then and then my dad was there my dad was like I'll go boogie boarding with you and I was like all right let's go back out there so my dad and I were out and you know you, you don't go out that f- I mean you go a kind of far but not that far um we were only going far enough that like you would get out there ride a wave and as soon as that wave broke like you could touch the ground mm-hmm. like you're not mm-hmm. you're not swimming the whole time so so that was happening and 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 then I wanted to go a little bit farther out than my dad did my dad's much shorter than I am and so I I was trying to get out a little bit farther and there were people like surfing even way farther out so I'd like mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'm not I'm not going that far anyways um I I I was looking and I I noticed that my dad was like wait on the beach as he was like closer into shore and as i was getting farther out like i was going further along the shore as well and finally like i tried to ride this one wave and then the wave broke and i didn't touch the bottom after that after i after i got down and i was like oh no like i'm i'm out pretty deep mm. you know so i'm thinking to myself like i okay, well logically you got to just catch the next wave and that will push you in. So I, instead of, you know, trying to find the bottom with my feet, I just laid on my boogie board and I, I got a wave and tried to swim with it. And then I still couldn't touch the bottom. And I was like, that's weird. You know, and there's this, one of these huge California piers, not that like maybe it's a hundred some yards away. Like, and I noticed that I was like getting closer to it and I'm like, huh. So then I thought to myself, okay, just lay on the boogie board and eventually the waves will push you in. Mm. So I'm laying there. And then all of a sudden I notice that, uh, cause I was just like, just stay calm and it'll be fine. And I noticed that there's, there's this lifeguard, you know, this California, like teenage guy, I think like swimming, swimming. And I'm like, Oh, I wonder where, where he's swimming to. And then I look around and I had this realization. There's nobody around me. Oh, It's man. just me. And I'm like, he's coming for me. He's coming for me. So he swims right up to me. You know, he's got like that, you know, the that red like pull behind thing, and he goes, How you doing, sir? And I was like, I think I'm okay, you know? And he says, uh, no, you're not. You're caught in the rip current. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, okay. He said, No problem. Just lay on your boogie board. Uh, I'll I'll swim you I'll swim you uh, into a wave that will take you into shore. And I was like, Wow, so this, you know, this <gasps> scrawny little guy, he grabs the front of my boogie board, starts swimming. He goes, here you go. Hold on. And, you know, it hits this big wave and knocks me in. All of a sudden he pops up right next to me. He goes, all right, we got to do that a couple more times. And he's like swimming me because he get out of the rip current. You got to go, you know, uh, side side the same. yeah, same way. Anyways all that happened and i got back to shore and i was like thanks and he's like all right see you have a good day and he just and then he goes hey notice do you see these signs on the beach these flags that means don't swim out from here because this is where the rip current is and i was like oh now i see so you know i got back to shore and i told my family all about this and they're like whoa that's a big deal you know i'm like Mm -hmm. oh i guess it was you know so long story short but um From my perspective, as you talk about like the gradual, like, I think everything's okay. It doesn't really matter if Mm. I, if I just drift a little bit, like if I'm not really paying attention to what I'm consuming, what I'm doing, like Mm. this whole idea, like all of a sudden you can get swept up in it, tossed to and fro and not even notice that it's happening to you. Right. So Yes. So that's, I don't know. That's That's such a, that's (laughs) such
1: a beautiful, powerful, kind of scary in a way, but uh, just such a good image of it. I think that's spot on, you know, like it, it's kind of sinister thing about sin. I suppose it is, it's enticing in that way. It, it masks itself. It doesn't seem like it's going to be that bad or you kind of have this sense of, well, no, I'm, I'm still in control. You know, I can get out of this until you can. not Right. And, uh, yeah, what a, what a beautiful picture of salvation too, right?
0: Then I have used it as a sermon image. So <laughs> some people are listening like, nice. yeah, i heard the story, but nice. Yeah. No, but for real though, like it, it's a it's real, real it's like a real thing. Yeah. Well, and this, I mean, lines up perfectly with what, you know, I, I thought
1: I was quoting Paul in my sermon. Actually I was quoting Jesus, uh, cause he used to say, you know, flee, he says flee from sexual immorality in yeah. one of the gospels. Right. And, uh, I, I remember hearing that and thinking well, like, like what does that look like to flee or why would you want to? Then I had this image of like a cliff, right? Okay. Cause sometimes I think sins that way too, where it's, you know, once you kind of commit it once you fall off the other edge, it's like, ah, this was not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that. And, and so like, you know, if there's a cliff, I'm afraid of heights. I get oh really? You know, I get like a little vertigo. Okay. Right. So yeah, if I'm gonna look over a cliff edge, I have to have to crawl on my belly and okay. just inch my eyes over, and I still feel like I'm gonna fall over. Oh, like interesting. My head's just gonna pull me over. So but it's like I would never walk next to a cliff. Okay. Right. And I think that's what Jesus kind of saying. Like, yes, yeah, stay super far away from it.
0: Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. It's like those signs on the beach for you. Right. Hey, here's here's where it's at. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we also. We need uh, we need people in our lives to also be those signs. And, you know, you use the mm-hmm. image of the, the lighthouse in your sermon a lot, which is a, a great image. And you talked about how a lot of times in the olden days, it's the, you know, the light was the reflection of the fire and you saw the reflection. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's very true for us. Like what Jesus does say in the Beatitudes, Matthew 5, he does say to the people, you are the light of the world, mm-hmm. right? A lot of times we think uh jesus is the light yeah. of the world which, which he, he is. is yeah but jesus also says you are the light of the world right <clears throat> so which is uh, uh, kind of scary cuz i'm like i don't i don't, think you're I don't right. know <laughs> yeah no no you're the light like i just... and jesus says no you be the light of the mm-hmm. world right mm-hmm. be the light of the world i mean i think this is it goes back to the that the day one of creation or, or I mean, yeah. as, as light is being created and, and God, God, I think it was what, I think it's what's cool about the creation is that God creates light to govern the day, but also light to govern the night, the night mm-hmm. as well. So even in the darkness, light still shines like the 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 lingering i mean the stars glow but the Mm -hmm. moon is there Mm -hmm. you know casting that reflection uh onto the earth and i i think that's a great reminder to us too Mm -hmm. of who we are you know as we have that boldness of the light on -hmm. us at different times and then we
1: shine it into the world well and there's different seasons like you're saying you know like you might go through a season of hey this is sunshine you know like i'm feeling it i'm in the spirit like i feel like i'm making good decisions you know like i feel christ but maybe go through a season of more darkness where it's like gosh it's kind of i'm just having trouble navigating right now that doesn't mean the light is gone or extinguished you have you know it's it's just a and you know right now i think at least in america you know maybe not I mean, maybe spiritually, maybe not, but it seems like a season of darkness, mm. you know, with, with just all the difficulty of 2020 and, uh, the pandemic and mm. the hostility and the division, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we pray for the light.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I think what's what we need to know is that in the midst of what the world says is darkness, mm. the light of Jesus is, it's always the same. Mm hmm. So, I mean, he is uh, his the, the light of Jesus is present. Sun's there even when it's nighttime or when it's cloudy. Yeah. You know, I mean, looking outside right now, it's cloudy. hmm. But the sun, I mean, it's still there. Yeah. Like, it may f- it may feel shaded, but it's there. Right. You right. know, so even if you can't see it. And that's I love the there. silver linings then, too. Right. Yeah. Like in life, when things are
1: kind of dark and drear and grim. Well, there's there's usually some sort of positive, uh, you know what I mean, and okay. that's that silver because the sun is still shining behind it. Mm-hmm. So, like even now, yeah, I mean, the pandemic's a perfect one, you know. Gosh, this is this sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you can, you can say that on
1: this podcast, that's I right. think. But don't say it again. <laughs> I'm just <kidding>. uh, <laughs> yeah, but so, but we know that Jesus is still reigning, ruling. There is hope for us. I mean, that shines as bright as ever, even if it's masked by this cloud of this pandemic. I still have that hope. There's that silver lining, mm-hmm. you know, because I know that there's the sun behind this cloud Right. and Jesus is still, still active, still present. And that gives me hope. Right. You know? Right. Um, yeah. I want to come back real quick. Yeah. Cause you made this comment about, um, oh yes, Jesus telling us and we this is a big thing for him to say, right? You are the light right. of the world. And one of those comments I want to say, you know, uh, from earlier, Paul, um, that first comment about human nature, right in this passage, he says, uh, that you were darkness. Yeah. You were, you were not, you were yeah. in it. Right. You were like, he describes all the acts of darkness, yeah. these unfruitful works, you know, but like literally you were yeah. darkness, but now you are light. Right. You know? So like, I mean, he's talking about our nature, our, our sinful nature. Right. And like, that's hard for some people to stomach. Like some people look at Christianity or the Bible and they'll say, ah, this is too, that's too dark like human nature can't be that bad that oh, evil you know okay. no that our reality is without Christ
0: yeah. darkness
1: yeah.
0: uh but then completely transformed Yeah. right that's interesting i just thinking now too like i've never been a non-christian but i wonder if do you think do you think christian people do you think we we notice the the darkness of the dark more than people who don't know the light, I think.
1: Uh, I think an image that might help us would be someone being lost at sea in the currents of waves, right? Yeah. As Christians, I think we all are kind of lifeguards. Yeah, we're here, we want to seek, protect, give life to people. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are out at sea, drifted out behind that rip current. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, yes, I to answer your question in short, yes, I think I. I I have to believe that the wisdom of God for us does
0: expose the darkness for us, right? Which makes uh, one, it makes the light all that much more beautiful, mm-hmm. and it makes the darkness all that much more ugly. Yeah. That we actually go, mm. uh huh. Like I don't. I, want don't that. I actually don't. That's actually not that good. Yes. You know, Like I don't want that life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I know, I know what Christ is. I, Christ already he saved me from that. He's right. He's given me a new reality, a different kind of opportunity, a way to see the world that's so much more brighter and illumined. Yep. And wh- why would I want that junk? It doesn't make me feel good. I know right. it's not helping other people. Right. Like why? And, and that's, you know, like I think that's it's not hard
1: to think of examples in your life. Probably when there's been a group of people who said. Hey, you know, come on, we're going to do this, and you're yeah. kind of like scratching your head a little bit, like, or you get, yeah, you get that like inner kind of gut, like uh, that. I don't know about that, guys. Yeah, now you might feel like, uh, I don't know if I want to speak up, I don't want to be that uh, guy. Yeah. You know, those yeah. all those things that come into the mix. But that to me is that spirit, mm-hmm. you know, God's wisdom revealing to you, like, oh yeah, that's not actually going to make me feel good, right? Give me life, be fulfilling, right? Um, but so many people kind of engage in stuff like that. Maybe even mindlessly, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of not
0: realizing the danger they're in, you know. Right. Uh, So I don't know, like, what do you think is a good way, how, how do we as Christian people mm, go about exposing exposing. the darkness? So thank you, Aaron. I'm glad you asked. Uh,
1: This aligns a little bit with that second piece from Paul, right? So he made that one bold comment about you were darkness and the other big comment in there, I think, that sometimes goes over our heads is he says um, something to the effect of when, any, when darkness, when anything becomes visible, it is light. He was just talking about darkness, but he says okay. when it comes into the light, it becomes visible. Okay. It is light. Uh, this, this is, I don't know, maybe this is my opinion or this is how I'm hearing Paul, but I think probably one of the most convincing ways that you could expose darkness and share your faith with someone. Is literally to share your darkness with them. Hmm. Um, and now this is hard. This is a, this is a big, you know. And I'm not asking. I mean, do it if you feel comfortable. I don't know. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna feel comfortable doing this after you hear it. But uh, maybe you'll have the courage or the opportunity someday to, to share this. But um, so when I hear a story of someone of being, you know, saved, we don't use "saved" language a lot. Mm. You know, in our tradition, I think mm-hmm. we talk about baptism saves, and it does. Right, but. There's a reality to my salvation that's more re- repetitive than that. Right. Like times when God has like grasped me, you know, maybe hooked his thumb on me because of my baptism and said, Yo, right. "Kev, get out of here, man." Right. And put well, people
0: in my life. To- and like for me, like that lifeguard, like no, I was saved. Exactly. I'm saved. Like I did not do that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so I think our
1: awareness of of God in our life pulling us out of these situations become opportunities for us to help expose. Darkness for others. So, um, you know, it, a person who let's let's just use for an example a person who has been um, seen the effects of alcoholism in his family. Okay. Right? He's a Christian. Uh, maybe he saw it in his parents. Maybe he dealt with it in his own life, but had a moment had a, had a person had something happen in his life where God reached in, showed him that darkness, showed him the ugliness of that, mm-hmm. pulled him out. Right. Uh, you know, and I know. I mean, all this addiction language—you're you're never. It's never like, oh, it's all done and That's my past. Like you're sober, right? right. Each day you walk soberly. Um, but you know, a person comes out of that struggle and now has real life, mm. right? They they see how much of a hold that had on them. They see all the damage it was causing, right. and now the life they're living today is so much more beautiful, right? And so much more healthy, and their relationships are healthier. Uh-huh. They share that story with someone else stuck in that same. A problem mm. That same cycle. That's how darkness becomes light. Hmm. You, you share that darkness when, if our darkness is just in us, if it's just mm-hmm. housed up in here, that's just darkness, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's in, in, and that's when you start thinking, oh my gosh, I'm the only one who's this way. I'm so far from God. Hmm. You know, I don't know how I'm ever going to get my life right, but I think when someone else comes into your sphere, gives you a place to share, you know, mm-hmm. and, and to, to release that darkness, you know maybe speaks forgiveness onto you Mm -hmm. um or even hey a shared struggle right it becomes light because you become stronger in your walk forward together Mm -hmm. after that and that that to me you know like i think i think we could all probably benefit from saved language or sharing with you know if you have a non-christian friend in your life i mean i know i have one um and i haven't done the best job of saying you know there was like several years where these are the things i was chasing And you know what it led to (laughs) heartache Uh and sadness and loneliness and, you know, like just lay that out, be honest about my own kind of darkness. Right.
0: And, and then to share, but this is what changed it for me. Right. Right. Especially the the light is given to us. The salvation is given to us. Like, I think that like we, we can't, we can't do it on our own. No, it's it's not a holier than thou talk <laughs> right, at all, right? right? And I mean that goes back to Ephesians two, right? We're right. saved by grace through faith, not according to works, so that we can't boast, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> right? So as we share those stories, uh, our, our our boasting is in Christ and in Christ alone, right. not in us. We go no, 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 no. <laughs> Because here's what happened when I boasted, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was I was puffed up, I was filled with pride, and I get, I got nothing out of it. But right. When I'm filled with the Spirit, that's Ephesians five language. You filled with the Spirit, mm-hmm. the, the light of Christ mm-hmm. enlightens your life. Well, yeah, you know? and Paul in that same section talks all about
1: Thanksgiving right. songs, Psalms. What are you doing? Right. You're saying thank you, right? Because I didn't do it. Right. I couldn't get myself out of this. Right. You saved me. You changed me and that's the only way i can understand you know as well all things work together for the good of those who love him right what about all this junk oh here's (laughs) how it's it's you know it was junk well think about uh we went through genesis too right Yeah. so sorry random allusion back to genesis (laughs) totally tangential but um who was that guy joseph joseph he's he's a guy in genesis he was a guy (laughs) and uh he went through some junk yeah and at the end of it you know he says guys Like you, you plotted this, you threw me in this pit, you intended it for evil, God intended it for good. Right. Like we all got junk that we go through. (laughs) Satan intends it for evil. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of the gospel is that Jesus goes to a cross, Mm -hmm. this thing intended for evil,
0: for destruction, for his death, flips it into our salvation. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, even Jesus kind of, he kind of knows how to forgive, you know? I mean. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, in the garden, as Judas is coming with his betrayers, mm. remember what Jesus calls him? He calls him friend. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, like... He had him in his crew the whole time. Yeah. You
1: know, it's not like he he knew it was going to happen. It's yeah. like he just wrote the guy off and said, yeah. enemy. Yeah. You know, just love, friend. love, love. Right. Washes his feet. Right. Sit down, have this bread and
0: wine with me. Let right. me tell you about what I'm doing for you. Right. And in the dying breaths of Jesus on the cross, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, mm. I just think if mm. when we when we receive that, when that light switch is flipped on, um I, I there's there's nothing else to say other than yeah, we see the darkness. We don't want it. We, we we want to expose it to those who are living in it so that they also are like, Oh man yeah that's junk mm-hmm. that's junk it's not good it's not good for me it's not good for other people it's not good for the world
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? the beauty of the gospel is and yeah. it is those things so amen yeah keep keep shining the light friends I mean as Jesus says <laughs> why would you light a lamp and hide it <laughs> right Jesus says let you up right don't hide it so uh, this has been good Kevin yeah man all right. enjoyed well. it thoroughly hope you guys did too yeah well have a good rest of your day cheers buddy yeah enjoy the light bye cheers